You're listening to the Finding Unique Value Podcast with Jay Sparks. Hello, this is Jay Sparks, your host of Finding Unique Value, where I interview business owners that find found unique value in their business or industry that others have not yet seen or explored. And today I'm excited to be joined by David Resky, who is the founder and president of Now Speed Marketing, a digital marketing firm. And this is a sector that is uh, deceptively simple because we're all consumers of digital marketing these days. So it seemed relatively easy to, um, because we're users, to just do what we like, and that will also work for our business or service, and we can find more customers. And anyone that's, that's tried this kind of haphazard approach um, will understand that this is neither uh, something that's simple, cheap, or, uh, or effortless. And as a matter of fact, it can end up being very expensive. And if you, if you really go awry, I think you can certainly ruin your, your reputation. There's many stories out there where this has happened to even large businesses. So I'm very interested to get David's view on how best to coordinate all of these resources, resources and uh, where his firm finds the value for his clients. So welcome to the podcast, David. It's great to be speaking with you today. Jay, it's great to be here. Uh, thanks for that great introduction. I'm looking forward to the conversation. Good, good. Well, could you take a minute? I, I know I just gave a just a very brief uh, overview here, but just um, how you got to to this this uh, this place and starting this this digital um, uh, media marketing firm. Because it seems like right now I've seen a lot of people um, doing what you're doing, but, but I can't imagine. You know, they don't have your experience, so I can't imagine that they're able to do all the things that you can. But I'd be very interested to see what your uh, what your background is, because I know you've been doing this for a long time. Sure. Well, I started my career many years ago in sales and selling computers and, uh, and got a little tired of doing that after a while and decided to start my first company in the early 90s building websites. And that was when the internet was very young and everybody wanted a website and it was pretty cool and people wanted a website didn't know why. But we focused on helping uh, good-sized companies build websites and web applications. And I grew that company up and I sold it to a very large company in 1998 and then was a senior partner there for a while. And then I decided to do it all over again and uh, go back to being an entrepreneur and started this company in uh, 2003. And we're, uh, we're a boutique marketing agency focused on helping companies grow through using the best digital marketing tools and techniques. So after about, I think it's been about 25 years of seeing a lot of change in digital marketing. I think we've got a really solid methodology and program to help companies grow and help them, you know, untangle this web of, you know, thousands of marketing applications and tools to find the things that really make the, the biggest impact. Wow, that's uh, that's incredible. So you were, when you were designing websites, that, that was back when it was, you know, probably six figures, right, to build a website. And that's why you had to work with larger companies. Is that is that correct? That's right. So back in those days, in the 90s, there were no really tools to build all these things. So you really took a software engineer to build a website and, you know, and incorporate, you know, features that we take for granted that are mm -hmm. easy to do now, like adding e-commerce or credit card transactions or catalog features or, you know, content management systems, that was all built by hand back in those days. So uh -huh. it's gotten much, much easier as the tools and technologies have evolved to, to make all of all the things that we see on the web um, possible. Yeah. So so now that it's so easy to do, right, like even, you know, uh, uh, I was just looking uh, recently, uh, all those things you mentioned can almost be done for free or close to it. So it's kind of like with uh, 
with with investing, you used to have to have a broker, and now you can kind of go do yourself. But what that's done is, you know, it's allowed people to go and, from an investing standpoint, like blow themselves up very quickly, right, right. without any supervision. And and I, and I and I know that's also the case in in uh, in your world because I could literally have a, a website up before we're done with this conversation and. Um, I'm sure it would not uh, work the way it should or, or get to the people that I want it to get to. So I think it's doing one thing, but it's doing another. I think it's helping me, but it may be hurting me. But what, what types of uh, mistakes do you see people doing uh, today um, that end up um, coming to you? Because I'm sure a lot of people try to do it themselves and coordinate all these things. Because I, as I said in the introduction, it seems so simple, but it really isn't when you start looking at all the, the hundreds of, of details that flow after these things are, are, are put in place. Yeah, that's that's so true. And I love your analogy to investing. I mean, just because I can open an online brokerage account in a few minutes and buy a stock doesn't mean that I'm buying the right one or I've got a really good financial strategy for my family across my lifetime, right? Yeah, so exactly. It's the same thing with uh, internet marketing. Just because you can open a Google account and start spending money on ads doesn't mean you're actually going to focus on the right target audience with the right mm -hmm. message to get the right kind mm -hmm. of leads to integrate it into a whole program. Mm -hmm. And uh, that and that's really what our expertise is, is really putting all those components together into an integrated program to help companies grow. You know, I mean, if you think about marketing at a high level, what are we trying to accomplish? We're trying to build awareness, uh, you know, of a brand or a product. We're trying to drive engagement. We got to have people take some action, you know, and then, you know, download content, go to a mm -hmm. website, you know, like your content, share it, take some action, and then convert. Convert, it mm -hmm. might be a purchase, or it might be giving their contact information, signing up, you know, for a webinar, or, or downloading information, and begin, basically becoming a lead. And so, you know, we, we run programs around, across that whole funnel, awareness, engagement, and conversion, to, uh, to make, you know, to help businesses get the leads or the sales they want in, in order to grow. But you can't just, you know, it's it's easier said than done to just start spending money and you know hope for the best. It, companies waste a lot of money in that environment. Oh sure, sure. Do, do you have a? Is there a like if someone is is bootstrapping and maybe can't do everything all at once? Do, is there a certain sequence that that tends to work best, or does it depend on what they're you know what sector of the industry they're in or what exactly they're trying to do? Uh, like for instance, if they're already getting a lot of leads and need to convert them, or if they're not getting leads and just need to start there, or, or, or is there some other thing that you, you consider? Yeah, that we, you know, when we get started with a company, we do a detailed analysis to figure out where the challenges are. You know, so the, the challenge could be that the, the website is awesome, but they're just not getting a lot of organic search traffic. Or mm -hmm. maybe they're getting a lot of good search traffic, but it's not converting the leads. Or maybe the website's terrible because, you know, it was built five years ago under a different mm -hmm. set of aesthetics. And they need that to be fixed. Or maybe they're spending money on advertising, but they're not. It's not converting into, in, you know, you're getting a lot of awareness, but they're not getting the conversion. So, you know, we, we diagnose each of these pieces and mm -hmm. and you know try to find out what the issues are and fix them and create new programs. But you know, I think that said, you know, as a foundation, it, it's still the the World Wide Web, and you got to have a good website to start. If you mm -hmm. don't have a good website with good content, everything is harder. Um, yeah. So, you know, and, and websites today have to have a have kind of a modern aesthetic. I look at websites from potential clients every day, and yeah. it's just amazing that something that was developed five years ago looks like your business is out of business. 
Yeah. You know, the photography's wrong, the the, <laughs> the architecture's wrong, there's no call to action, the landing pages are terrible. So, you know, that you've got to get that piece right because that's that's mm-hmm. the foundation for everything. Mm-hmm. And then once you go from there, uh, how do you look at all the other different uh, different tools that are available now to reach out and try to attract a new uh, a new customer? Yeah, so I, I would think of the you know once you have the website, I think there's maybe four broad areas would be the next level to figure mm-hmm. out. One would be make your website look like what Google wants to see, so you get more traffic, so you get more oh. leads or sales, and we call that search engine optimization. So that yeah. we're basically kind of reverse engineered how Google thinks. And yep. again, bake in the right keywords so that your website, we're not trying to trick Google, we're trying to make it look like what they want yep. so that yep. you get free traffic. So that's SEO mm-hmm. or search engine optimization. Another great thing to do is, you know, if you're not getting enough free traffic, use paid advertising. You can do paid advertising on Google, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Um, there's remarketing. There's mm-hmm. uh, there's banner advertising. You know, so there's lots of ways to spend money in advertising, but, you know, mm-hmm. make, when you do that, make sure you connect the dots between you know, who you're targeting, the message you're putting out, where they're seeing you with the right platform and the results. And so, you know, advertising is cool. It's really important there. Yeah, let me ask you about uh, just the, the paid advertising sure. quickly because, you know, there's a couple of different sources that you mentioned there. Is um, is it best to try to use all of them if you can afford it or, or does it really depend on the type of customer that you're looking for? Because when you, when you name those, in my mind, I, I just think of very different people when you, you know, talk about LinkedIn versus, you know, Facebook, for instance, um, or do you just use them or do you change your message on each to match, you know, the, the people that are they're typically on there? Well, the, the, the great thing about the different options we have mm-hmm. in advertising today is um, they all collect different kinds of information on mm-hmm. their users. And so mm-hmm. that gives us different targeting abilities. So, but broadly, you can think about advertising choices. I, I think of it in two camps. One is kind of behavioral targeting, target mm-hmm. what based on what people are actually doing, and then demographic targeting, what we can know about them. So in behavioral targeting, Google's awesome because mm-hmm. when you're on Google, you're searching for something, mm-hmm. and we can target you know, their, the ads based on the keywords that they're using in their search. So mm-hmm. if somebody is searching for you know, uh, retirement planning guidance, Mm -hmm. let's say, you can put your ad in front of them. And, but not only anyone, you can target it geographically, you can target it by time of day, you can put a banner ad, a text ad, so you can kind of all kinds of specific ads, but but they're searching for something and that's great because then you're going to provide something to, to meet their need. The other area is uh, demographic targeting. And that's where something like um, LinkedIn is great because, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're business to business, you can target based on job title or size of company or uh, industry. Um, but if you're business to consumer, if you're business business consumer, then you might want to move to our platform like Facebook, mm-hmm. where you can target based on interests and topics and uh, maybe income and other things that they're interested mm-hmm. in. But however you do your initial targeting, the great thing about the internet is we, you get all kinds of data. So yeah. you can you can modify your campaign you know, almost daily and modify budgets and everything in order mm-hmm. to take take advantage of what's mm-hmm. actually happening in the market. Mm-hmm. And rather than just, you know, the old the old way was more set it, forget it. I bought the billboard there for a month. I get what I get. Now yeah. you can adjust the campaign, the messages, the, the topics, the call to action, the ads, your spending. You don't have to make big bets. You can make mm-hmm. small incremental bets, bets 
and adjust it based on real-time data, which makes it very powerful. Mm-hmm. No, that's incredible. Um, now, how about because I know that you know the the, the new trend now, uh, at least to me, I'm I'm not uh, an insider like yourself, but you know I, I see a lot more um, people like myself using uh, video, a very personalized video, and also even you know live type things like on on Facebook. Is is that something you see continuing and, and getting bigger, and something that people should be thinking about now if they're not already, or is that something that really depends on kind of the business and service that you're um, that you're working in. Oh, absolutely. Video is huge. In fact, uh, YouTube, which is owned by Google, is the yeah. second largest search engine next to Google. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so advertising, well, first of all, organically creating videos for mm-hmm. your company or your product and putting it out on YouTube and then and then maybe sharing that content through social media, through email, mm-hmm. through other channels is really important because you don't want to just put it out there and hope people get there. You got to promote yeah. it. And get yep. it out there. But you can also use video advertising to complement that to mm-hmm. put your messages out on ads to drive people to the video or from the video to your website. Got so, it. Now, now, do you help with the, with the video piece also, or is that something that you, you outsource? Yes. Yeah, we help yeah. companies put the videos together. And, yeah. and, uh, and, and there's all kinds of different style of video you can use today, you know, animation or interview mm-hmm. style or but yeah, video video marketing is a is a very important part of most businesses today. Excellent. Now you were going through I think four points, and I, and I apologize, I cut you off on after the second one. When you're talking about <laughs> the different areas. Uh, if you want to pick up in three and four, I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to uh, take you so far away. No, not at all. So the the third area I think of is social media. Social media mm-hmm. is just massive today, uh, you know, because of things like you know platforms like Facebook and mm-hmm. uh, LinkedIn. And mm-hmm. you know, Twitter and others. Um, so you know, using social media organically. So you know, having a program where you're you're posting organic and thought mm-hmm. leadership content on a daily basis on these is really huge. One of the mistakes I see people make in social media is they focus on creating content, but they don't focus on building their audience. Mm-hmm. So you got to kind of do both in social media. If you got 100 mm-hmm. followers on Twitter. And you're posting daily, nothing will happen. You got you got to yeah. build up your audience. Um, mm-hmm. So that social media is huge. And then the other area is really the probably the first area of, of marketing. You know, we thought about you know 15 years ago was email. Don't neglect wow. email marketing. Have a great email list. Mm-hmm. You know, manage that, um, guard it well, uh, nurture that. But you you can use email as a great nurture tool. In the past, people would you know buy big lists and spam people, and that's mm-hmm. become very difficult and almost counterproductive. Yeah. So we see nurture, we see emails are really good nurture tool where you've got a good list, good base of people, stay in front of them regularly with good content and uh, encourage them to keep coming back to your website and keep consuming new content mm-hmm. so that uh, they're going to stay engaged with you until they're ready to buy. No, oh, that's incredible. Now, do you think that email will, because e- email now is an old technology, a very old technology. Yeah, <laughs> you, right. you, and I think that, you know, all the focus on social media, everyone I think is is gravitating there, but I see a lot of the, uh, the smart money um, uh, calling their email list their most important asset, which which is still um, unusual to hear, right? Because I, I figured it'd be some something else. It sounds like you feel the, the you know, the, the same way as kind of a, a foundational piece of someone's business. Don't ignore it. Make sure you're uh, nurturing it, um, which I think is a, is a great word to, to use. Uh, do you think that will yeah. that will continue to be for the foreseeable future? I mean, we don't we can't see the distant the distant future, but uh, you don't feel that's going away. 
Yeah, absolutely. Email, I think, mm-hmm. is uh, is going to be a core part of our lives for a long yeah. time. I don't see that being yeah. replaced. I see all these other tools adding to it. So right now I yeah. check my messages on email. I check it yeah. on LinkedIn. I get notifications on Facebook. I get notifications yeah. on yeah. Messenger. Yeah. I get voicemail. You know, I, we just add these things to our lives. But uh, no, you know, Nirvana in some ways is if you're a company to have the email addresses of people who opted in, not just, yeah. you know, you know, spam email, but people yeah. opted in to receive email from all everybody in your target audience. You know, if you had everybody in your target audience, you had they were on your email list and they were following you on Facebook or LinkedIn, yeah. then you could start communicating with them regularly with great content and it would dramatically lower. You wouldn't really have to advertise as much because you've got kind of a free way to get to all of them through um you know through email and social. But most people don't have that so they need to do advertising as well. Sure, sure. No, no, that, that's a very interesting way of looking at that. I hadn't thought about that last piece. So, so how does someone um, engage you? How, how is your your business model? How do you, um, you know, make your money uh, as you're helping people through this very complicated process? So, for most of our clients, we're really like an outsourced marketing department, and we mm-hmm. can do you know one function, like we could just be their advertising agency. We can just do mm-hmm. manage their advertising. But for most of our clients, we're managing advertising, we're managing organic search like SEO, we're mm-hmm. managing social media, market animation. So we can really do as much or as little as they want. Um, but it, it's, uh, you know, our relationships are usually retainer relationships where there's a fixed monthly fee and we're mm-hmm. managing that function of marketing for them. Um, in some cases, mm-hmm. we're their entire marketing department where they don't even have a marketing staff and we're mm-hmm. working with the CEO and we're getting it all done. Actually, yeah. that's generally less expensive than hiring staff, yeah. strangely enough, um, because we don't go to the company picnics and show up in <laughs> yeah. other meetings. We just get work done, right, every day. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but it, uh, yep. yeah. No, that, 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 that's a great use of, of being able to scale the electronic piece, right, is if we have someone like you that can do it versus um, someone who doesn't know what what they're doing, um, they would just be scaling a lot of work that was ineffective, which is you know not what we're trying to do. So. That's right. And so for other clients, they might have a marketing um, specialist who may focus on content and strategy and holds us accountable. Mm-hmm. And we get, you know, where the arms and legs. And in some cases, they've got a staff and they just have a hole. And so we, yeah. fo- we focus on, some, you know, core function like, you know, maybe like we're managing Google AdWords and digital advertising programs and they're doing the rest in-house. So we're pretty mm-hmm. flexible, but we're, we really, um, we do some marketing projects, but in general, mm-hmm. we're, part of their lives every day and, and we're just an extension of their team. No, that's uh, that's incredible. So this leads me to a, a little, a much more basic uh, question that's not um, really about your, your industry, but um, after hearing you describe what you what you do and, and how you do it, and you've done this before, so this is not your first uh, your first rodeo, as they say, um, why do you think that, that um, some people are, are uh, not successful and uh, you know someone like your, your yourself is obviously you know the important advertising piece very very well, but there's also many other pieces to your business that are important. Um, what what do you think that you're able to? Uh, or what advice would you have for someone that maybe doesn't feel they're moving as quickly and and, and want to you know follow your path? Do you mean advice in terms of you know executing a marketing campaign or advice in kind of growing a marketing agency and, and building a business? Yeah, just building a business in general, because um, obviously, if they have advice specifically on a marketing agency, you could you could certainly speak to that. But I think you could also speak to some more, um, you know, some more uh, general 
things too, because I, I think that um, uh, there's a lot of um, uh, advertising out there for for different things that, that they only focus on the on the positive. This is very easy to do, and you can have your agency up in you know two months, and you'll have clients, and you know things will really start moving rapidly. But um, it doesn't always work that way. So, what what have you found in your uh, in your years, in your 25 years plus? Of doing this that that has worked well and and has helped uh, separate you because not everybody that started this 25 years ago is still doing this the way you are right they've probably moved on to other things but you're still um, growing your business and and uh, you know, helping more people which is impressive yeah, that's, that's a really good question I, you know I think a few things have worked well for me mm-hmm. I think having a really solid offering with solutions mm-hmm. that really work is really important and then focusing on helping you know a clear set of clients where you're really mm-hmm. making a difference for them, where they can be a great referral source. Also yeah. had um, great relationships with other partners. We, like I say, we play well in the sandbox. We work yeah. with, you know, other um, complementary marketers, mm-hmm. um, you know, like PR agencies, marketing strategists, uh, really, really well. But then I think as far as the business execution, um, I think, you know, as a leader, you know, having really good problem-solving skills and emotional intelligence really helps because there's mm-hmm. a lot of ups and downs in running a business, mm-hmm. and you don't want to really get thrown off by that. Uh, when you know, when you lose a big client, when you lose a key employee, you gotta mm-hmm. be able to bounce back from that and stay in the game, stay with your mm-hmm. head in the game, and you know, keep doing, keep keep it moving forward. And so, I've been able to do that for many, many years, and I think that's one of them. That's one of the keys. That I think if you're a young entrepreneur, that's not always evident, you know, you kind of, mm-hmm. often you get thrown. Uh, sure, but sure. It's almost a cliche to have great people, but you got to have great people. You got to have great people yeah. to get things done. And, um, but the other thing that I've done is I've created what I think of as like an operating system for our company. So it's kind of a set mm-hmm. of normal routines that we have here, checklists and process and a methodology that just takes us out of crisis mode every, we're not reinventing the wheel every time. We mm-hmm. get a great system for making it all work. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, when you get to that level as an entrepreneur, then, you mm-hmm. know, when a new client shows up, you know, like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do today? Yeah. Right. You're like, yeah. oh, that's great. We're, we're going to sign this person. We've got the hours booked and we've got a kickoff process and schedule it here. And here the, here's the plan and here's how we're going to help them be successful. So that, that having that, you know, that operating system for our company has, mm-hmm. uh, has made it uh, work really well and keeps out of crisis mode and keeps us delivering consistent work. No, I, I like that because, um, you know, you wouldn't think of uh, an artistic-based uh, firm like, like yourself to want structure, but I found when I'm able to impose that in the right way, it actually gives me more creativity because it's exactly the reason you described. It takes you out of crisis mode. You're not thinking about what you're going to do. You're thinking about how you're going to do it and, you know, your client, and, and it provides a much uh, much stronger response. So that. Uh, that, that's great to hear. Now, uh, how quickly were you able to do that in your career? Is this something that's happened over you know many years, or did you realize right away that I need to start to to organize this and have some clear processes, or I'm um, I'm never going to be out of crisis mode? Um, I think I started in that mode pretty early. Um, yeah. You know, I think in the early days of my first company building websites, mm-hmm. you know, I think we were making it up all the yeah. time. Sure, and sure. the thing that made that work was just hiring great people. So when yeah. you have great people, they can figure it out. But every client uh, engagement was different. Every website yep. was different. And we didn't have as much process. Um, yeah. In this company, um, you know, I've really focused more on process and methodology. And so 
it's easier to now to bring on you know great people, but we don't have to have them reinvent the wheel. We can train them on our methodology, and they can yeah. deliver great results for yeah. for clients. You know, you know, yeah. in, in a more effortless way. No, than, that's great. Uh, than when you just you know trying to get through things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I <laughs> know. But a business plan um, that rests on you hiring superheroes is really, really tough. Because it's hard to, hard to find those people that can do the work of fifty. But you know, they're out there, of course. But um, right. you have a process in place. You don't need that, and you can still have a really uh, high-performing business. And uh, you, as the leader, aren't uh, scrambling so much, which is which is great. Could, right. you, so, could you speak to one of those times where you, you bounce back to switching topics a little bit? Because I, I know that um, uh, when that happens, people feel very alone, right? And it's and it's and it's not them. I was wondering if there's anything in particular that you learned. Um, I'm sure it's it's kind of second nature now, but maybe when you were early in the business, something that that maybe um, was a was an obstacle, whether it's a you know leadership skill or something that was involved, uh, you know, maybe some emotional intelligence that you hadn't quite acquired yet in your experience. Um, is there any, any one of those things that, that, that comes to mind that you could uh, speak about? Oh, so many. <laughs> this is where you've had adversity and you have to bounce back. Yeah. You know, I think the things that are often challenging are losing big clients or losing, yep. uh, you know, employees or having non-performing employees. So I, I had a strategy a few years ago where yeah. I thought I could grow the firm by hiring a high-powered VP of sales and uh, a large sales team and just have them yep. cold calls and grow that up. Yep. Yep. And it turns out that in our industry, at least in my experience, um, more of our business comes through referrals and partnerships and wow. basically long-term nurture because not everybody's ready to change their ad agency overnight. Yep. And so it's harder to grow through that way. So, mm -hmm. you know, I hired the sales team and spent a lot of money on growing that. And it, you know, one point it just was obvious that it wasn't working. Yeah. And so I, you know, I had to carefully look at the budget. It wasn't totally not working, but it wasn't yeah. working to the point where it paid for itself. So that whole process of managing mm -hmm. the financial side yep. was important because I have a deep understanding of the numbers of the business mm -hmm. combined with understanding where the people were at and kind of, you know, managing that transition from, you know, moving away from that sales model into the new model without mm -hmm. blowing up the business in yeah. the process. So that was that, you know, that probably took me six months to move there. And I did it in a way that I didn't, you know, fire everybody at once and create a huge shock to the system, change business yep. models. And um, so I think that, you know, surviving that, you know, we, we had a, we didn't lose a lot of money during that, but mm -hmm. we were not as profitable as we could have been. So kind of sure. navigating that financially and navigating yep. that people wise and having that with clients was a, was a key experience for me in getting back to a good place. Sure, sure. Now, were you able to keep most of the people, or or did you have to kind of you know, bring in different people? Because typically, you know, hunters are different than than farmers, right? If you're looking for a salesperson versus a you know a relationship person, or or, or did you hire people that that had enough flexibility they could do both roles for you pretty pretty well? Well, we moved away from that hunter model and mm -hmm. really moved toward a relationship building model where we're working with partners. Yeah. Um, and so that was how we had to transition. So we kind of, um, you know, let go of some of the hunters and yep. move toward an environment where we had more account managers who nurtured relationships. Uh, we're fortunate we have a pretty good-sized base of clients. There's a lot mm -hmm. of relationships we can nurture. Yep. 
and uh, and work on referrals and work on any partnerships. Mm-hmm. So that and that's really paid off for us well in the long run. Oh no, that's that's incredible, and I think you've also. With the advent of um, you know artificial intelligence and the and the robots, if you can't solve you know complex problems or influence people, I don't know if you're going to have a role in the future world, right? So it sounds right. like you're you and, and and you're training your whole your whole company to to do both of those things really really well. So you're always going to be uh, be relevant because some of these marketing uh, tactics, if if you call them, you know, can be because they involve just information. Certainly can be done or better done better by a machine at some point. If, if not right. already, so um, that won't be yeah. the case with uh, with with your business, because um, right, we're we're really focused. So somebody has to create and manage the strategy of the yeah. marketing strategy, but there's also a strategy at every level. There's a digital advertising strategy, there's mm-hmm. a social media strategy, there's an email strategy, and so we're mm-hmm. really good at not knowing just how to do things, but what to do. And yeah. how to connect the dots between the activity and the outcome, the business outcome. And so, and actually, I've written a book on this subject uh, called mm-hmm. Digital Marketing in the Zone that kind of captures a lot of the methodology and the strategy. And so it's going to help become our blueprint for, you know, how to do the right things and stay focused on the right track. And, um, and, and you know, that, that's kind of been a, kind of a guiding force to help us focus on the right strategies for our clients. Great. And what, what was the name of, of your book? Again, I didn't catch the, the, the last part, Digital Marketing, and I didn't catch the last part. Yeah, it's called uh, Digital Marketing in the Zone. Oh, in the Zone. And it's, Great. Uh, yeah, it's, it's published about a year and a half ago, and it's available on Amazon. And, um, but, yeah, it's, it was a great experience for me to write the book and kind of yeah. capture all of our methodologies there. And um, But if, if, you know, any of your readers are interested in, or listeners are interested yeah. in a, a summary of, like, you know, digital marketing strategy could be a good resource for them. Oh, fantastic. Now, how how long did it take you to uh, to write that? Because I, uh, I know for many people, uh, they, don't, they don't do that because it is such an onerous task. So how did you break that down in your, yeah. you know, and run a company? It was an onerous task. It's a lot of work. <laughs> it probably took me about three years to write it oh, wow, and okay. uh, the, probably a year to get it over the goal line, all the editing and all mm-hmm. of that for the publisher. So it was, uh, it was, it was a lot of work. I found that, you know, in my world, um, mm-hmm. we write a lot of white papers and do a lot of webinars yeah. mm-hmm. that are actually available on our website. And so I found that the process of kind of creating those one at a time in every area mm-hmm. gave me the discipline to kind of write, almost like turn those into chapters. And so All that right. was a helpful kind of a structure to get that done. Now, how much of the of, of the book you think will be will be uh, will have changed slightly in you know three, four, five years? Are these like uh, principles will always be be there? You think, or do you think uh, some of it's uh, dependent heavily on the on the current technology? Well, I think all the principles really work well, but yeah. you know, I've you know, I've realized that some things have already changed. Like, yeah. um, uh, you know, Google's gotten rid of their social media um, platform, Google Plus, yeah. and so that's referenced in the book. So there's. Yeah. There's all these little things that have already changed in the last uh, year and a half, so I realize I need to probably update it slightly. But all the all the core yeah. strategies and uh, principles I think still apply and and work pretty well. No, great, great. Well, um, besides picking up your your book, which um, I'm definitely going to do, you, you you've piqued my interest in several different areas already. Uh, how else can um, can someone uh, stay in touch with you or, or learn more about what you uh, you are doing right now? Well, there's two great ways. One uh, is go to our website. We've got a lot of resources there. There's a lot of free webinars mm-hmm. there on different topics, there's a lot of white papers on different topics, mm-hmm. a lot of resources there um, uh, for free if they just want to check that out. The website is nowspeed.com. And then I, 
be happy to connect with anybody on LinkedIn I, uh, and, and have any conversation about any of these challenges. Just uh, about an hour ago, somebody just connected with me on LinkedIn and wanted career advice. So I spent ah. half an hour giving her some guidance on how to move from a online marketing job into digital in digital media. So if you've oh, got fantastic. listeners who want to you know, engage on LinkedIn on any topic, I'd be happy to talk. No, that is great. That is great. Well, I really appreciate your time, David. This has really been a fascinating uh, conversation. I've learned I've learned a ton. I'm sure anyone that listens to will will also uh, learn a lot. And I want to thank everyone for listening to Any Unique Value. And we look forward to sharing our next guest with you uh, next week. Uh, thank you. The Finding Unique Value podcast is sponsored by Elliott Asset Management. We help successful entrepreneurs create wealth outside of their business. To discover the five ways successful entrepreneurs become intelligent investors and grow wealth beyond their business, visit ElliottAm.com slash webinar.